Ladies and gentlemen, what's up, BC? Another special episode of Supreme Being for you today. Obviously, you see we have a guest, and it's going to be more interview format. As always, make sure you guys go to the website, get on the email list. Uh, number two, those of you looking for additional support, especially for me, you need some help, schedule your free strategy call. We have a lot to offer you and help you with. Check out our public Discord link as well. And those of you looking to find out more about EXP and become an icon ninja with us, uh, click that link below. Everything is in the description. It's pasted all over my social media websites too. So what's up, Lloydy? How's it going? Amazing. I'm doing great. How are you? Good. So uh, let's get everybody up to speed. I mean, I'm assuming most people are going to know who you are, but let's do a quick recap intro and then we'll roll right into the podcast. Of course. So I'm Loida. You guys probably have seen me in so many videos with Brian. Um, I like to say I'm like the female version of Brian because <laughs> um, everything I've learned, obviously, I have learned through you. I'm now here in Florida. Um, focused on calling for sale by owners, expired, door knocking way in the beginning, creating content on YouTube, fast forward now, you know, kind of doing the same thing, but now training our agents. And, and that's kind of like a short summary. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and we are recruiting nationwide, right? If you guys uh, yep. didn't know, because I still get DMs. Hey, bro, you still in real estate? It's like, man, I <laughs> literally share our team shit every day. Sale, yeah. listing, sold. It's nuts. Uh, real quick, the, the weights behind you. Are you going to do a bodybuilding competition? Oh, I'm training uh, to be Wonder Woman. So that's why you see that back there. Oh, okay, cool. Got it. Got it. So um, first of all, the, the move across the country. Um, let, let's go over making, and, and this could be related to anybody making like a huge change, like a career change, but you moved all the way across the United States. What are some things that were challenging and what are some things maybe that were easy or much easier than you thought they would be? The easiest ones, I would say that in terms of real estate, my skills, what I knew how to do, it, it didn't change. What I was doing in California, it was more like implementing it out here as well. It's all about your skills and, and right. doing what you have to do. Um, the toughest thing that I would mention regarding the whole transition would just be the actual move. So the logistics behind it, packing, planning, getting movers. Um, I never knew how how intricate all of that is regarding getting movers because they ask you how many square feet is all the stuff that you have. It's almost like Tetris. So that was, that was like the most stressful thing if I would have to mention anything. Yeah. And then the timing too, right? Cause you dealt with what I dealt with where like, it was the opposite. I think for Lloyd and you can explain it for me. Um, my stuff came over here super quick, but then I had issues with like inspections and appraisals <laughs> and the houses that I was getting. So my stuff ended up sitting like 99% of my stuff in a warehouse for like three months. So I was literally like monk mode. I had like one pair of pants, two shorts, two pairs of shoes. And that's my, that was my existence for three months. And I actually loved it. It was great. But I know you had the opposite experience, right? Yeah. For me, it took about a month for all of our stuff to come from California to here. Um, initially, they had said, you know, it might take a week after it departs California Later on, it turns out that the driver had to go out of the country, had an emergency. So yeah, we were a month without our stuff. We ended up getting some beach chairs and sitting on the floor. I mean, it was pretty funny, but at the same time, it was nice not having so many things. And you kind of realize that you don't really need a lot. As long as you have like a sweater, you have your shirt, shorts, whatever it is, and you have food, then, then you're good. But once everything came, it was like we were complete. Right. That's so cool. Anything you miss from California? 
Uh, I would say just like the memories of where I would drive, the things that I would see, um, memories of me getting together with friends and family. But aside from that, I mean, I'm really happy out here in Florida. What, um, what have you noticed so far? Cause I know it hasn't been too long, right? Like we had a transition. I had to get relicensed and so do mm -hmm. you. So we don't have like a ton of experience here yet, but the little bit that you've dealt with either our agents and their transactions and doing your stuff and working with buyers, sellers and clients, have you noticed any big differences or has it been pretty much the same? Well, I can tell you from my experience, even purchasing a house out here, um, if you remember, you know, when we were trying to schedule showings, it was so hard for agents to even answer their phone or respond. <laughs> so that's one of the things that I have noticed out here, not just agents, but even vendors. Um, I needed to have something done to my home. So I looked up a few different companies. I reached out to like seven of them, left voicemails, and only one actually called back and followed up. So that's just like one of the things that I've noticed out here. You know, and I've been mentioning that to people. I said, dude, if you're a hustler, you can come out here and kill it. Because yeah. everybody has that like beach vacation, I'll do it tomorrow type of vibe. And, you know, I dealt with the same thing. I mean, even initially finding somebody to come like cut my grass mm -hmm. was like, you know, it took me, I think, five or six people to get one to actually even show up. Yeah. You know, and I'm like incentivizing them like, yo, the day you show up, if I hire you, you can cut it and I'll pay you on the spot. And they're just like, they wouldn't return my calls or they just were like, okay. And then nothing would happen. It's weird. Yeah. It's like, they don't want to work and make money. I know. Right. Uh, everyone's running to the beach. So uh, moving forward um, in regards to like your process, has anything changed? I know, you know, you're doing real estate. You're doing some of your personal stuff. Has anything changed since you moved and started here? Have you like redone anything, revamped anything besides the stuff we've done together? I'm talking just like personal stuff for you. Personal stuff. Yeah, so I recently revamped my new agent boot camp. That's something that I started back in 2020 mm -hmm. um, during the pandemic. I feel like that was a great point that many of us took as an opportunity to create something that was needed for people. So for me, I created the new agent boot camp. Recently, I revamped that. I'm going to be launching it again soon. Um, and that's one of the things that I have been really focusing on personally, just to continue helping agents. Cool. Anything else? Or has that been the, the main thing? That and creating more content on YouTube, being more consistent with my YouTube videos. Why YouTube out of everything, if you're going to focus on anything? YouTube, you know, Google is a parent company. It's a search engine. Your videos live there forever. So some of the videos that I did way back when I first got into real estate still get so many views. And these were videos that were released, you know, seven years ago. So if you're going to focus on a platform, you know, why not focus on something that people usually search on? Mm -hmm. They find you, they see you that you're an expert. And if you have been creating content consistently, now they see that, you know, you're the real deal. Yeah. And that's really what I tell people. It's like the ranking, right? Like it ranks, like whenever you search on Google, yeah. if you search like, I don't know, long hair, right? You know, just seeing my hair, yeah. right? I think that. When you go on Google, the first kind of things that pop up are going to be videos, right? About long hair. It like favors videos. The highest. So it yep. favors video, right? And yet people still will not really create video content or continuously make excuses, right? When in reality, it, it's simple. Have you kind of created a system for, for your content creation in regards to like topics, shooting, 
and like streamlined it? Or is that still kind of a struggle for you to be consistent making videos? No, it has become easier. So I have implemented Trello, which is a like a project management software. It's a free website. You guys can look it up. So on Trello, I like to put a list together of all of the different video ideas that come to my mind that I know, you know, are searchable. So things are people are looking up. So I write my list there. I'll set also deadlines so that I can tell myself, you know what, do this video to release by Friday at three o'clock. So then that push, that puts pressure on me to do it. Um, and then I have started to pick out a day during the week where I just crank out two to three videos for that week. So it's usually like a, on a Monday afternoon that I'll record these videos. Then uh, later in the evening, either I edit them or we recently you know, hired a company that edits them. Um, so it's outsourced and it's one less thing that I have to do. And the thumbnails, those I still do. It's super easy for me to do. I do them in like less than a minute and then, yeah, scheduling and releasing. So for you, you know, between juggling, uh, working with the team and helping me train them and all that stuff and doing your personal stuff, are you finding that as you grow and, and do more in quotes, right, and expand out of just one thing that it's more important for you to be like really disciplined and scheduled and following some of those basic things that we learned in the beginning? Absolutely. Time blocking and time management are crucial. I've noticed that, you know, just like you mentioned, training, the things that I need to do personally, um, the things that I want to do for content and recording and things like that. If I'm not organized with my time, then mm -hmm. something is not going to get done. Um, I've, I feel like I'm at a point that if someone wants to talk to me or call me or set a meeting with me, if you're not in my calendar, it's probably not going to happen because it, it's not a priority. It needs to be in my calendar for me to know that it's going to happen because if not, something else is going on. Yeah. Or people are like, oh, hey, let's talk. I'm like, dude, that, that, that doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> like we need to schedule to talk like three days from now or a week from now. Yeah, right. it's funny because that happened last night. So, you know, I'm a part of another uh, a video boot camp because I want to, you know, take my video editing, not editing, but content creation to the next level. And someone from the team did call me yesterday, like three minutes before I hopped on a Zoom call. And I answered because I wasn't sure if it was going to be a fast or a quick call. So I was like, hey, she was like, hey, do you have a minute? I was like, I have three minutes. And it was going to be too long. So I was like, is it an emergency? She, she said no. So then we had to reschedule for today. Yeah. That Zoom ended up going for two and a half hours. Then I hadn't eaten dinner. I was hungry. So now it's dinner. Then next thing you know, like other things happen. <laughs> right. And then like when you miss or when things aren't put in the calendar, right? You don't do them. Like, you know, we've done that before. We've missed stuff or maybe mm -hmm. uh, intermittently we didn't have an assistant, right? And we had to remember to input all that stuff and we didn't. But really that's what lays the foundation for you then to catapult and scale and do all the other stuff yet you know every, every, everyone runs around like that stuff isn't important you know mm -hmm. like how many times have we talked to somebody and oh i'm doing all the right things and we ask them what's your schedule or this and that they're it's just crickets yeah they don't have anything in place why are people struggling so much with that when it's like the most basic kindergarten preschool thing i'm not sure if we just were never taught that from the time that we were little or where it was within us that we just don't find it important or we think that we're busy, but we're really not. Mm -hmm. That's something that I see, especially with a lot of newer agents mm -hmm. that are doing this full time. Um, they're doing it full time. So there's no excuse for you to not prospect yet. They never mm -hmm. make any phone calls or knock on any doors or talk to any people in a day. I know what it is. <laughs> They're, they're, they're accustomed to 
their employer or their teacher telling them what to do. And because they're not being told that they have to do it and it's not a requirement of them with some kind of punishment, they won't do it. So they're, they're still order takers, right? They still have the employee mentality. They haven't switched over to an entrepreneur mentality. And until that's done, you know, that's not going to, nothing's going to change because you're somebody who is an example of transitioning, right? For a while you were working at uh, Herbalife and then you dropped it all and said, Hey, I'm going to get into real estate. Now, what allowed you to implement that stuff so quickly? Yeah, you know, I know you shadowed me and I helped you and stuff. But outside from that, it still requires the individual to to put that mm-hmm. in place. Why was that transition so simple for you? But 90% of people who fail out of the business still can't figure that out. I think for me, it was pushing myself and telling myself that I needed to do it. Because if I didn't do it, I would see myself as being lazy and being like average and not even holding on to the standards that I have set for myself. So I think for me, it was like, you know, if I want to be seen as, you know, Wonder Woman or that multimillionaire top producer, um, owner of XYZ company, like I need to think that way and I need to act that way and I need to do what these people do. So if that means following a schedule and being super strict, saying no to things instead of being like the yes person, yes, I'll do this and make everybody happy then, you know, that's what I needed to do. Awesome. Can you talk a little bit about um, like the original idea that you had? Like, hey, let's go uh, either our own listings or other ones like let's tour some luxury listings and put that online. Can you can you talk us through like where that came about and why you decided to start doing that? Yeah. So between you and I, we have a pretty large following on, on YouTube, right? So I know that we wanted to start focusing more on new construction and luxury properties. So I thought to myself, you know, what is a great way that we can give value to these builders and these agents that have these listings that no one knows who they are. And at the same time that they would be happily um, opening their doors for us to come through. So I did kind of like, you know, the approach of Googling, looking up these companies, where are the new construction, what's happening, emailing, DMing, and eventually I started getting responses and no one was mad or upset or or said no. They were just like, sure, like, let me know when you want to come and we'll make an arrangement for all these things. So the reason that, again, that I came up with this idea and I was telling you we need to do this is because not just for content, but now when we're meeting with clients and they see the type of uh, videos that we're creating and the type of properties that we're showcasing, it gives us a one up over maybe an agent that's not even creating anything online. Right. You know, and and there's like this association, especially when you start talking new construction and luxury where people feel like they need to be somebody before they do it. Right. Like, have you been experiencing that? Like, because you get that in general anyway, where everyone thinks they need. And I think that's just a a product of social media culture because everybody tries to like put on 10 filters and all that stuff. And that's another reason I like shooting my videos raw with like no good lighting or like here with no shirt on because like this is really what it looks like. Are you really seeing me if I get like six studio lights and makeup and I'm like, hi, you know, and then stretch my face like, hey, you know, like, what's the point? Like, I understand production quality, but, you know, but that also imposes on people like, oh, I need to be perfect. I need the perfect suit. And then now luxury, like, oh, I need to be 10 years in the business and and I have to have sold five million dollar properties to do it. You know what I mean? And that stops so many people from doing it. Yet here we're doing it. I did maybe a few luxury deals. Right. Like we didn't have a million under our belt, but certainly nothing on the price point of 15, 16, 17 million. And some of the common questions I get around it. Right. And I want to toss this to you. The people 
like the people mm -hmm. that we met with those homeowners how were they they were normal people just like you and me you know we did that tour of that 16 million dollar property mm -hmm. and it was just regular people it's not like like they're from out of this world or from another planet it was just like hey loida brian and you know the funniest thing is that for that property tour that we did for 16 million it was the owner that reached out to Mimi through dm to see if we would be open to you know going and seeing the property and doing a video for that yeah that was funny it's almost like people would think on the opposite end like when you go through like you know you would go through a metal detector you're going to go through that and so be like oh you're not worthy you can't shoot a video okay, here exactly. and then we have to go home right and then you know the other part of that equation too is now an agent or a person showing up and then not delivering right yeah. like we had our other team members there and you can tell visibly they're nervous so they're trying to shoot videos yeah. and they're like stumbling over their words and this and that um now i know especially me like when i go there it doesn't matter if i do a house like if we did a video of a house that we sold in compton or fucking san diego la jolla beverly hills like it doesn't really matter what is there is there something you do personally to make sure you're you're in the right uh mindset when you do something like that because I know the luxury property tends to get people a little bit nervous, you know? I like to make sure that I'm breathing because <laughs> sometimes we get so nervous and we're like, oh, I don't know what to say. Right. Um, but just staying calm and telling myself, you know, this is just a regular property, regular owners. There's nothing that I need to be nervous about. Um, if anything, I want to make sure that I come across as being professional that I'm enunciating when I'm speaking in front of a camera. So I'm trying to think, you know, ahead of time, what are the key points that I'm trying to highlight regarding the property where we're at? And from there, it's just kind of, you take it as you go. And that's what I tell people. I have a few key points. You know, if you got to take two or three little note cards with you, take them. I mean, yeah. I told people too, when you go door to door, take a script with you. If you're really that nervous and you don't know it, but just do it, right? Like creating video, at the end of the day, right? Something we did for that owner or a new construction, it's mutually beneficial. It's beneficial for us and it's beneficial for them. It's part of your job, right? Everyone's like, oh, how do I market myself as an agent? Well, what better way to market yourself for free than social media, right? And the cool thing is when we put in the addresses and the, and the states and the cities and the zip codes, like in the title and the price points, that's what gets people to click, mm -hmm. right? When I first started YouTube and I'll throw this to you, I don't know if you've put any properties on your YouTube. When I initially started, any video I put of a listing with like the address would always get more views on my other content. I don't know if that was the case for you too. Yeah, here and there, they would do much better. And yeah. for me, doing these type of videos, eventually a company reached out to me directly um, because they were the marketing agency for this brand new construction um, leasing building in downtown LA. And they were like, mm -hmm. hey, you know, we have all of these units. They're all for lease. They're brand new. Can you come and do a video tour? So I ended up doing two tours with them. They're on my YouTube channel and they were so happy. And it's just me walking around almost kind of like HGTV, but it's, it's Loida and a camera behind her. Yeah. Was that the one where they were tripping about the masks? Yeah. Yeah. It was that one. <laughs> that's how everybody will know. It's for sure from California, right? Yeah. Oh, that's too funny. That's too funny. When was that? Was that 2021? That Yes, I want to. It was not last year. I don't even know, but I think it was like March last year. Yeah, I so think. a year into the whole shutdown. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else that you would like to film? Because I know we've done some luxury, some new construction. Is there any other genre or any other niche within that that you would like to get some more videos on or, or like you know, document on social media? 
Probably. I know that we've talked about, you know, flipping property and getting more into the investment side. So once we get to that point, I would love to kind of document the process just to show people the reality of what it really takes to take a crappy looking house and make it look like a house that belongs on a catalog. Yeah, we'll have our own version of list it or sell it. Yeah, exactly. That's funny. Cool. Awesome. Well, uh, we're about the 20 minute mark, Lloyd, and this is usually where I cut it off. Uh, I know you revamped your stuff. Is there anything you want to shout before we, uh, we end it? Yeah. For anyone that is brand new in real estate, you're just getting your license. You're lost, confused. If you're not on a distinguished agent and you just want a quick course, join my new agent bootcamp, newinrealestate.com. And aside from that, my YouTube channel with all the videos. Cool. All right. Thanks for coming on. We'll see you guys. Check out all the links below as well. You know, the Discord, the strategy call, all that stuff is there for you guys. And it's all over my Facebook and Instagram as well. All right. Peace. See you on the next episode. Later.